Most veterinarians hate seeing the cat that presents with acute paralysis in the hind limbs, screaming out in pain. In other words, the dreaded saddle thrombus. While aortic thromboembolism, or what I call ATE, occurs in both cats and dogs, the etiology seems to be different between the two. Whereas ATE in cats is often associated with heart disease, the pathogenesis of ATE in dogs is not typically related to cardiac disease. In cats, ATE typically presents acutely, while in dogs, ATE may present as either acute or chronic. In dogs, the etiology for development of ATE is typically related to having a hypercoagulable state. In other words, your body is more likely to clot. Virchow's triad, which are the three criteria that make an animal more likely to be hypercoagulable, is based on three things. One, blood stasis, like a large dilated left atrium with smoke in it. Two, endothelial injury, seen with hypertension. And three, a disease that makes the patient hypercoagulable. In dogs, some of these diseases associated with a hypercoagulable state include hyperadrenal corticism, protein-losing nephropathy, infective endocarditis, and neoplasia. In a study by Lake, Backer, and All, they wanted to evaluate and describe the clinical signs and diagnostic findings for dogs with ATE and assess survival and prognosis. They found that in dogs, about 50% presented acutely, while the other 50% presented chronically, which is unlike cats with saddle thrombus. In this study, the average age of dogs with ATE was 10 years of age. Paresis or paralysis was characterized in almost all, 28 out of 31, of the dogs. Other signs of ATE in dogs included exercise intolerance, hind limb paresis, and signs of pain. On physical examination, 19% of dogs had weak pulses, while 55% had absent femoral pulses. In these dogs, clinical pathologic testing showed a high BUN in 13 out of 31 dogs, a high creatinine in 6 out of 31 dogs, a high creatine kinase in 10 out of 31 dogs, and an elevated D-dimer concentration in 10 of 31 dogs. Almost 40% of dogs had evidence of proteinuria with a urine protein to creatinine concentration ratio of greater than 0.5, consistent with a protein-losing nephropathy. As compared to feline aortic thrombosis, where cardiac disease was the primary etiology, concurrent diseases reported in dogs predisposing towards ATE included renal disease in 26%, neoplasia in 19%, the use of corticosteroids in 19%, and cardiac disease in 19% of the dogs. Overall, Lake Bakernal found that ATE is a relatively rare condition in dogs, found in only 0.0005% of patients presenting to the study hospital during this evaluation. That said, you have to be aware of it as a clinician when you're presented a patient that has a disease process that makes them more likely to be hypercoagulable. And if they present with acute paresis or paralysis in the hind end, an ATE must be on your differential list. Overall, the median survival time of dogs with chronic disease was 30 days, significantly longer than dogs with acute disease, which was 1.5 days. That said, when those dogs that were euthanized were removed from the group of non-survivors, the median survival time for dogs that were treated was much higher, 293 days. Unfortunately, there's no consensus that exists in both human or veterinary patients on what the optimal treatment for ATE is. 
common conservative medical treatment typically includes pain management, aspirin, and or Plavix, as well as heparin therapy. Overall, this was a great study looking at a disease that is not well recognized in dogs. The limitations of this study, however, were its retrospective nature, as well as its small sample size. In conclusion, what can we take away from this study? Dogs with chronic signs of ATE had a better prognosis than dogs with acute disease. Also, while cardiac disease is still a rule out for dogs presenting with ATE, make sure to rule out protein-losing nephropathy, renal disease, neoplasia, and steroid use, which is another reason why we want to avoid chronic steroids. While there's no consensus in the veterinary literature regarding treatment, common therapies include aspirin, Plavix, or heparin, all of which are readily available to the veterinary practitioner. 